0: It's the second half of Main Street Sports today on this Reaction Monday. Coming up, we've got Chris Lee with SouthEastern14.com will be joining us. also reacting to Sunday's heavyweight tilt in women's basketball, South Carolina and Tennessee, and the Daytona 500. Oh, yeah, that race happened yesterday as well. Beautiful weather and a photo finish. All that and more coming up. Back to the Lee Company studio now with the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton. Here's the Sundrop kid from Alabama who has never had Dolce De Leche, Chris Yow.
1: Sheltered life.
0: Sheltered. Is it, though?
2: I don't know. Just give me some Hershey's. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I I didn't get a chance to watch Tennessee and Arkansas because I was busy um, Saturday. But I certainly saw all the tweets. And apparently, some Southeastern Conference officials are struggling with the difference between a block and a charge, yeah. at least according to Vol Twitter.
1: Well, I, w- I, I didn't see tweets either because I was in a Williamson County Schools facility. <laughs> so you couldn't see anything. Yeah. Couldn't see tweets, couldn't send tweets. So, yeah. you know. Um, it is the hardest call in call in in athletics. So, I mean, I will say that
2: it is. It's it's tough because you have to make a, this. You have to make a determination of when a guy got to a spot versus when one jumped. <clears throat> that being said, it's not always a charge. Except, apparently. <laughs>
1: When UT's playing Arkansas.
2: <laughs> so, there's that. On top of that, I, did you see the video of the out-of-bounds call? I've seen nothing. Ball goes towards out-of-bounds. Arkansas player runs two steps out-of-bounds, jumps, throws the ball off Kennedy Chandler's leg. Two steps out-of-bounds. He takes two steps Out-of-bounds. Outside, outside the boundary. Mm-hmm. Jumps in the air. Grabs the ball, throws it off. Kennedy Chandler goes out of bounds. They Arkansas, Arkansas ball.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of those where all you can do is laugh. Really, I mean, now, now let me ask you this: because again, didn't see the game. Obviously, it was an eight-point game or ten, depending on who you're listening to. Um, how impactful were those? If
2: I don't have the if I don't have the confidence that I can go to the rim without getting a charge call, what am I gonna do? Mm, not gonna go to the rim. <laughs> I'm not gonna go to the rim. Yeah. So you tell me how impactful yeah. it probably was. I got you. Okay. I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong, Tennessee did not shoot the ball very well at all. Mm-hmm. It probably didn't matter. And that's
1: probably why they were going to the rim because they weren't shooting the ball particularly well, but they weren't getting calls when they got there. Exactly.
2: So. And The ball that went out of bounds on Kennedy Chandler probably should have, probably should have been a foul on the shot on Zakai Ziegler when he went up for the layup, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Ball goes off out of bounds area and, you know, both of those calls go against Tennessee. That's, that's the kind of thing that, that, that was happening Mm -hmm. all day Saturday. Now, Mm -hmm. again, Tennessee shot like four of 22 from three-point land. They're not going to win games shooting four of 22 from three-point land. Well, very few teams are, to be fair. Well, here's the thing. Arkansas didn't shoot well either. They hit five of 21. Only had (laughs) one extra field goal. They had one more field goal and one more three-point shot and hit five more free throws. That was the difference in the game. Hmm. So, that tells you the difference in the ball game was that Tennessee was unable to make shots when they needed to make shots. Now, the reason for that could be a a host of different things. One of
1: those reasons, you're on the road in the SEC. And another of those reasons is I think Arkansas is better than they've gotten credit for at various points during this season. I think they were expected to be, you know, a top four SEC team coming into the season. That's not always been the case. But from game to game, especially at Fayetteville, they're pretty dangerous.
2: They've certainly improved throughout the year as well. Mm -hmm. And not just them. This may very well be the deepest SEC we've ever seen. Auburn goes to Florida, gets beat. Auburn goes to Arkansas and gets beat. Auburn goes to Arkansas and gets beat. Vanderbilt goes to Arkansas and wins. This is an absolutely <laughs> this, this may be the deepest SEC men's basketball league we've ever seen outside in of this
1: tournament in in Tampa. I know. I was listening to a game. It's like last week and they mentioned that and I'm like Not even in the footprint. No, I mean, that's south of Gainesville. It's why?
2: What are we doing? And nobody wants to drive there either. Who wants to drive over
1: that bridge? Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, imagine getting from Como to Tampa. Well, they may not be going. Well, they'll go. They just won't stay very long. Oh, Oh, you mean the fans?
2: Is it a 14? Team. Yeah, everybody goes. Oh, I thought at one time it wasn't all fourteen teams.
0: It was a long time ago. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
2: I just remember at one time not everybody went. It was kind of like baseball because doesn't baseball? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at one time, not everybody went. But even if if they do go now,
1: they may not either. They're very not long. staying there long. Yeah. So
2: it's you know, but you never know. I mean, from. This tournament could end up being, you know, LSU and Tennessee, for all we know, in the finals. I mean, it could literally be anybody. Who would you rule out right now? A&M, Georgia, Mizzou. That's it. Ole Miss? I don't know. Yeah. I there think... are times where Ole Miss plays really well. But, yeah, for the most I, I part, they're, Miss they're probably not going to yeah. win in a lot of games. Yeah.
1: And pass, maybe, maybe South Carolina maybe South Carolina yep that was other than that it's, there are there are
2: 5 to 6 teams right now who could legitimately win the tournament and they're not all
1: necessarily going to be in the top 4 seeds
2: well obviously if there's 6 teams they're yeah. not going to be yeah. right so you're talking about Tennessee Auburn Alabama uh Kentucky LSU Arkansas and Arkansas those six teams right there any of those six could show up and be in the championship
1: now, I mean, it gets to be a long tournament if you're not one of those top four seeds. It does. But still, somebody gets on a roll and gets some confidence and and somebody else gets beat. You know, somebody does your dirty work for you a little bit, something like that. This tur- it's, it's unfortunate this tournament's going to be in Tampa. It really is. Anywhere because, else. Anywhere else, because it's going to be a lot of fun
2: darn near put it in louisville before i'd put it in tampa
1: and it's closer to more it's closer to more sec schools in louisville so random
0: Anyway, they've been there before
1: i know and it wasn't good then
0: either no it's well (laughs) they they make these contracts out so many years nashville is is the primary home got women um and and that may be why that you know every fourth or fifth year it dumps out in Nashville for a year, comes back for a four or five. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those years that dumps out. And Tampa just happens to be – Didn't be, they do you know, St. Louis plus. one year? hmm Yeah.
1: That didn't go over very well
0: either, did it? <laughs> yeah,
2: Yeah. I remember when it was in the Georgia Dome and the
1: roof fell in. I was there. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> and, and let me tell you something. I bet that was scary. Yeah. From that night forward, I have never, ever, ever made fun of anybody that hears a tornado and says – it sounded like a train because that's exactly what it sounded, what it like. sounded like. Yeah, there's no
2: question. No yeah. question. Oh wow. Well. I'm excited, man. I, I, that this this SEC season is going to end very, very fun.
1: And and here's the thing. I'm pumped. Here, here's your question. Is Tom Crane still gonna be in it when it ends? Zero chance.
2: They got him for cause now. Let's talk some Vandy
1: baseball and maybe a little hoops. I mean, they did get a win. Uh, Not just Vandy. Let's talk a little LSU hoops. Everything. I'm I'm sorry, a little LSU baseball. LSU baseball. Yeah, maybe a little Auburn baseball. Because Chris Lee's got it all covered with Southeastern 14. Yes, he does. So
2: Chris Lee joins us on the other side of the break. Stick around. Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee. Born and Joint back after this. zion christian academy zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731 you can schedule your appointment go toward their campus it is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it again it's zioneagles.org give them a call 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today
3: keep your home as comfortable as possible if you have any issues with your air conditioner electrical or plumbing systems call lee company our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity you see what we see whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof we're here 24 7 so if you need us call us lee company call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at leecompany.com that's leecompany.com
2: mid Tennessee bone and joint has been the official sports medicine provider for murray county schools for more than 40 years we specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the er Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Reaction Monday here on Main Street Sports today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, Chris Yao Mopat, and J.P. Plant. Reacting to all of the news from around the world of sports over the weekend. Tons of it. If you missed any part of today's show, including our thoughts on Jawan Howard, you're definitely going to want to hear that.
1: You know, I, I... I hesitate to say our thoughts on Jawan Howard. I, I'd prefer to say our thoughts on the Wisconsin-Michigan postgame situation.
2: Well, I mean, our thoughts on Jawan Howard are... Take your ball and go home because mm-hmm. you don't need this headache.
1: <laughs> Pretty simple. <laughs> yeah.
2: But plenty of, of, of thoughts mm-hmm. to go around on the situation. So, yeah, that was in the first half. Go check it out. Right now, we want to talk about some local talent from around the baseball diamond. Diamonds.
1: Plural. Plural. Plenty of it, too. Yeah, and um, I think we've got the right guy to do it with Chris Lee of Southeastern 14 joining us because um, in his Saturday recap of Friday night's action on um, on the Diamonds across the Southeastern Conference, he name-checked both Chris McIlvain and Blake Money, who, oh, by the way, money, 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 money. both played at Summit High School. You know, I, I even talked to um. Chad Kirby over the weekend, it's like, dude, got two Friday night starters, huh? He said, yeah, we probably should have been a little bit better. (laughs) They got beat by Farragut, man. (laughs) What are you going to do? But at at any rate, you know, Chris Lee. um, Chris McIlvain strikes out 10 in four innings against Oklahoma State. Um, Doesn't get the decision in Vanderbilt's only win of that series. Blake Money strikes out. 10-7 10-7 and seven innings as LSU defeats Maine. Pretty nice starts for a couple of locals.
4: Boyd, Williamson County alone has really produced some players, and if we're going to just kick in that general vicinity, you got know, Zane Denton uh, of Ravenwood is the starting third baseman for Alabama and, and one of the better ones in the country. But, yeah, I thought McIlwain looked really good on Friday. Oklahoma State is, you know, maybe outside the SEC is as good a hitting lineup as you'll find. Uh, I thought Chris was really, really good with his fastball. Um, You know, just with poise, all the things that you want your number one starter. I, I think that was one that raised some eyebrows when Tim Corbin made that decision because they got Christian Little and Pat Riley and, you know, some kids that are number one pick conversation next year. long way to go between there and then and there, but they're names that people know nationally. But I thought Chris really looked good, Um, again, and I think the decision justified itself once you saw it. I did not see Blake Money start, but LSU had two really good pitchers uh, who were both gone, and then from there it dropped off a cliff, more or less. And so that's a program that needed a guy to step up. Blake Money, I called pitch in high school, He slimmed down, I think, about 40 pounds Hmm. in high school uh, to where he is now. And, you know, to see a guy go seven innings, which if you looked across box scores across the country, you didn't see a lot of that. Um, And I know it was Maine; It's not the best team they'll face all year. But that's a good start. Sometimes those can self-destruct on their own regardless of the opponent. And so I think very encouraging outings for both those kids.
1: You know, um, and as you mentioned in this recap, uh, the seven innings – Kind of caught your attention there for the first game of the year. But the 79 pitches, I mean, he obviously was efficient in working through that seven innings. So um, it, it's not quite as eye-catching as you might have thought. And then again, Chris, Cade Granzau made his debut for Auburn in the third game of their series yesterday and and apparently looked pretty good as well. So, yeah, Williamson County continuing to show up on arguably the biggest stage in college baseball right now, the Southeastern Conference.
4: Yeah, I I had not caught that. Obviously, he was a two-sport star there, and and the kids got some attention in baseball. But Auburn had a really good pitching weekend. It was kind of out of the blue to me, and uh, good to see him as a part of that.
2: You know, that's that's one of the things, again, Plenty of Williamson County talent, but that's one of the things about the Southeastern Conference and and here in Middle Tennessee specifically at Vanderbilt has has elevated the talent level here in Middle Tennessee. I I really believe that. We've talked about it with you, Chris, on this show. But, you know, it's it's just kind of impressive how you can look around the SEC, not just at Tennessee and Vanderbilt, and see these guys really putting on, uh, you know, Putting it in, putting the work in, and getting to the starting level in the field on the bump wherever it may be, you really have to look at Middle Tennessee and go, you know, who's next? It's it's a deep it's a deep deep talent pool out here.
4: It really is, and you look around. Mount Juliet has sent several kids to Vandy, including Ethan Smith, is now at Tennessee, and. Had a nice outing for, for the balls up in Knoxville in relief. Uh, you know Murfreesboro, of course, produces is produced David Price and, and several other players. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of guys around here. If you want to go public school, of course, Mookie Betts went Overton. Yeah, it's really neat to look across the landscape and see what kind of talent uh, this area is putting out. You know Robert Hassel, who got drafted a couple years ago, if you go a little south of where you guys are flying weathers there's a there's a whole lot of guys uh that that are pitching or or hitting and, and playing big roles whether it's college level or pro and it's good to see
1: one that's not pitching right now um Blake Tidwell the the draft eligible sophomore up at UT who probably would have been their Friday night guy if not for some shoulder issues right now what's the latest you're hearing on him Chris
4: you know, I have not checked back in on that in, in a couple of weeks because what I heard at the time was that it was and, – and this is the exact phrase that someone used to me. It would be a Hail Mary if you pitched this year.
1: Oh, wow. Um, I, didn't I, that. That. Okay. I didn't realize it was that. I didn't realize yeah, it was that significant. Got, yeah.
4: Back a little bit on Twitter this weekend, some, some Tennessee fans had said that the quest folks had said that he was throwing now. But, I mean, what, what does throwing mean? Does throwing mean – you're going to be able to pitch in a few weeks. My understanding is it's a labor issue, and they're going to try to avoid surgery and I think let it heal on its own. Um, I, I need to dig into that a little bit more. But um, again, when, when the forecast was that was that grim, you know, probably two or three weeks ago, I, I just kind of stopped looking. But you know, I hope for him he can pitch, not just for his pro future, but for a for a team that really. Uh, well, I mean, the balls the were great this weekend and gave about three runs to a pretty good Georgia Southern club. But I, I would still presume Blade Sidwell would, would fit right in on Friday night if he's healthy and available.
1: I feel pretty sure they'd rather have him than not.
4: Yeah, I think that's a safe bet.
1: <laughs> Chris, besides um, besides UT, LSU, Vanderbilt, we talked a little bit about Auburn. Who else did you see this weekend? Who Whose results were you – taken by?
4: I was a little surprised to see Auburn win two of three. I I guess that wasn't a shock. Um, Seeing them beat Texas Tech was was pretty interesting. That's a ranked team. Kansas State, okay, that's that's an okay Big 12 team. And and Oklahoma, middle of the pack, Big 12 team too. But to see Auburn pitch the way it pitched, I think they gave up five runs, something like that. That was I don't want to use the word astonishing, but when they had a five and a quarter ERA a year ago, uh, to see them play three power five teams like that, and pitch that well. And it, granted, it was in a big league ballpark, which I'm sure didn't hurt at all. Uh, but but that was that was something that caught my eye. Kentucky um, go to Jacksonville State. I know that's, not one that's going to get in hey, a, hey, 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 a lot hey. of runs.
2: Calm down, calm yeah. down. Don't be, don't, don't be dissing <laughs> Jacksonville State on these airwaves.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't well, warn
2: the
4: you next quickly thing enough. I was say was was they got to a regional last year, and, and I think they were in the mix to, to win the OVC. Um, mm-hmm. If you looked at the prognostications, I thought going and winning a game there, or excuse me, winning the series there was was a good thing. Um, Seen Tennessee win the way it did caught my eye. Um, I'm not shocked that the Bulls swept the series, but to get it that decisively when you got the situation with their top two starting pitchers out, and when they turned over a lot of their lineup, a lot of a lot of really good hitters. Uh, in fact, you know, two three fourths of that infield and the best three fourths are are now I think playing pro ball. That caught my eye. Um, LSU scoring 51 runs in 24 innings was was pretty remarkable. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of things. You know, the disappointing thing is you wanted to see Vanderbilt and Mississippi State play better. Both of them lost their series, um, and State just looked awful the first two days other than it pitched well on Friday, but they got one hit. I mean, th- those were probably the, the things that stick out. I, I know I'm missing something. Arkansas would like to see win a little more decisively, and, and they lost the game in that series, but you know, that's that's where the bar is where seven of, of the fourteen teams swept their series and yet you were
3: warning a little bit more. <laughs>
1: Chris Lee with Southeastern Fourteen here with us on Main Street Sports Today. You can um find his work at southeastern 14com dot com. Fantastic um website to keep up with SEC action. And Chris coming back to Vanderbilt again, drop two of three two visiting Oklahoma State, who is not a bad program. But um, like you said, you kind of wanted to see a little bit more, I'm sure particularly out of um, Maldonado in that Saturday game.
4: Yeah, and, and let's start here, okay? Oklahoma State, I think a national championship caliber team. Mm-hmm. Aaron Fid, who I think is the the best national rider out there, hands down, of with college baseball. Picked Oklahoma State to win the College World Series. Um, they've got a bunch of guys coming back. They hit the transfer portal and, and really hit on some some guys there. And so that's a team that was probably a little bit more experienced and a little bit more mature, and, and not that Vandy doesn't have some experience. But, you know, Vanderbilt went toe-to-toe. I think it was 11 runs for each team over the weekend, Vanderbilt you know, I had a little bit better numbers offensively in terms of on base and slugging. So maybe you could argue with a break. Vandy wins the series, but they didn't, but I did think that their pitching, which frankly was a little bigger question to me than the hitting. They got so much of that lineup coming back. I, I was, I think you had to be encouraged if you're a Vanderbilt fan to see how they pitched this weekend. I think they, they struck out 45 and walked 11 against again, what, what might be a top five lineup in America. Um, Middle order didn't hit. It was playing simple. Nolan and, and Young struggled, I think, struck out 13 times and 21 at bat. Um, and and the Dominic Keegan was, was on again, off again. Seemed like the top three and the bottom three did a lot of work in that series, but they couldn't cash in with middle of order when they needed it. That'll get better for them. Um, I, I'm still a little concerned because Nolan didn't have a great year last year, and, and Young's not been the same guy since that shoulder injury, but I think they'll get better. And that pitching, you just didn't know exactly where it was going to come from, but you had seven or eight guys throw really well over the weekend. And then you'll probably see a Gage Bradley um, or a Devon Futrell or somebody like that the next couple of days that had to save some arms for the two midweeks. And I'm curious to see what they get the next two days from the guys who didn't pitch. But I think what you wanted to see from them was some pitching depth, and I think they showed they've got it.
2: That's kind of, you know, that's kind of where you have to hang your hat if you're going to win a College World Series. You have to have depth pitching, and Vanderbilt has it. And it's only going to get better as the season goes along. Were, were you surprised to see Nick Maldonado as a, named as a starter?
4: Yes and no. They like to give guys an opportunity to stretch out. Um, I I think they were experimenting with Tyler Brown with that a couple of years ago. Like This is the experimental phase of the season. They they do a lot of stuff in February, March, and April that they're not going to do in in May, that they're not going to do in June. Mm -hmm. And so to me, the biggest question mark I had leaving the weekend was the closer situation. Because I don't think Thomas Schultz is a guy I think he can help them. I don't think he's got an out pitch, and I think that's really not a good quality when you're a closer. Maldonado's is a guy who's he's been there and done that. He's got um, a slider or a cutter. Uh, they've called it different things. It's, it's, a, it's a monster pitch. Fastball's good enough. Got to change up to two, I think, and you know you need three if you're going to start games. But I think that eventually, I wouldn't be shocked if he settles back into a closer's role because he handled it so well a year ago. I mean, they got Patrick Riley out there waiting in the weeds who came in out of the bullpen. And Riley, if the control's there, can certainly handle the starting role and and not just handle it but be an all SEC type pitcher. So I I suspect years end you're going to see Maldonado back in the pen, but I I wouldn't bet a lot of money on it. And the guy that I watch is Grayson Moore because I think he's got potentially closer-type stuff. He just hasn't been asked to do it. And so that's that's a long-wandering answer to your question. But I think it depends on some things. And if, if it's me, I'm putting Maldonado back there. But they're going to tinker with stuff in the early couple of months like they always do and, and just see where the pieces settle.
2: It's the best part about baseball. You can tinker with your lineup until you get the right one. As long as you're playing the best ball at the right time, it does not matter. <laughs> Chris Lee of southeastern14.com. Thanks, man, for taking some time with us. We appreciate it. As, As always, great insight, man.
4: You bet. Thanks for having
2: me. All right. When we come back, we will react to some additional sporting happenings, including the Daytona 500, a big surprise in high school
1: hoops. And we need to touch for a second on that 12 noon ball game yesterday over at Colonial Life Arena.
2: And, of course, Lady Vols in South Carolina. Yeah. I
1: was trying to avoid
2: it, Mo. Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) I I thought Tennessee
1: gave them a good good showing, so we'll talk more about it. All things considered, yeah, we'll we'll get more into it.
2: We'll get to it on the other side of the break. Stick around. zion christian academy zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731 you can schedule your appointment go toward their campus it is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it again it's zioneagles.org give them a call 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today
3: keep your home as comfortable as possible if you have any issues with your air conditioner electrical or plumbing systems call lee company our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity you see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com.
2: Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Are you an enthusiastic
3: sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com.
2: Mornings on Main Street, what better way to start your morning every weekday than with all the latest news from around Middle Tennessee with Big Joe Dubin? No better way. Join Big Joe and Justin each weekday at 7 a.m. for the most up-to-date news and more from around the entire Mid-State. It is mornings on Main Street, 7 a.m. on all Main Street social media platforms. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today. It is the final segment of this Reaction Monday, and looking forward to look back at this video because I, I don't know most. I don't guess people can see we have we have some new lighting in the in the studio here, and it looks like more tripods, but it's actually less cluttered. If you so say so, it is. I mean, it's it's after. After we took all the other stuff up, I was like, "Man, this is nice. This is nice." Well, you know,
1: JP they ain't got roaches or nothing. <laughs> JP always tweaking things, keeping us trying to make it you know, the good. best it can. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got an eye for that stuff. Thank goodness. We did have a lot.
2: We, we had a lot of uh, interesting times in here trying to get get it going, though. We we figured out that one remote controls everything, so you got to be careful what you. <laughs> What you're
1: doing. Oh, goodness.
2: Because you never know what that remote's (laughs) going to do. Okay. Oh, man. But, yeah, it's – we mentioned this earlier, and we probably want to mention it again. We will be on location Friday at the State uh, Division One State Wrestling Tournament. Division Two was
1: this past weekend. Correct. Yeah, Uh, we will be out at the Ag Expo in Franklin for the um, Class A, Class AA, and Girls State Wrestling Tournaments. 16-person brackets in each of those starting on Thursday, and um, we've got an article up on the website at Main Street Murray um, addressing who will be going from our area, Columbia Central, Independence, Summit, and Spring Hill will all be represented in those fields this week. So... um, Check that out And again, like you said We will be on location on Friday Looking forward to that I am too Getting out with the people It's always you know, fun We were at Columbia State For their home opener in baseball Last Wednesday I think the Lady Chargers are at home today Is that right? Yes Against Bevel State They are at home against Bevel Yeah, they, uh, pl- as long they as played yesterday against deep. them Well
2: Kind of hmm. looks like it's been raining
1: It has been raining um, so there's, there's that X factor there,
2: but they didn't drive two and a half hours
1: up here, not to, to play not though. deploy. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we're going to be on location elsewhere. I, I don't know when we are divulging that, but I'm chomping at the bit as they say. Yeah. I
2: don't do know so. why we don't just tell them now. We're oh, tell, tell let's, them, let's tell them then you want to so, tell them or you want me to the world series. Trophy tour is making its way through Braves country and will be right here in the midstate at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. That is April 26th. April 26th. That's a Tuesday. That day, we will be on location where?
1: At Bridgestone. More
2: specifically, more
1: specifically at the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. That's right. Yeah. Brad Willis. And the folks up there are going to hook us up and take care of us. And we're going to get our pictures with a piece of metal, as a certain commissioner referred to it. Unreal. Yeah. Commissioner of what? There is no Major League Baseball right now. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. So so the trophy will be at Bridgestone from 4 to 8 on Tuesday, April twenty-sixth, in conjunction with a predators game. I'm not sure who they're
2: playing that day. So come hang out with us. Mm-hmm. You can hang tour, out. The, tour the hall of fame. Tour the hall of fame. Hang out with us. Get your picture taken with the trophy if you want to. Go to a preds game, and then leave. Trust me. There's nothing else good that's going to happen down there. <laughs> good things do not
1: happen. So <laughs> the trophy will also be at Hawkins Field on that Friday. From 3.30 to 7.30. Um, again, that's around a Vanderbilt baseball game. And if you'll give me just a second, I'll tell you who they'll be playing. Vander uh, – you know, it's cool that they're bringing it to to Nashville for, for us. So, Well, I mean, um, especially with the that Vanderbilt game. I mean, Kyle Wright threw out the first pitch. One game that's this right. weekend. Obviously, you know, Dansby Swanson and the – the Braves Vanderbilt connections there, so that's um, that's pretty cool.
2: Um, um, did you get the?
1: I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, 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 scrolling. <laughs> keep those fingers scrolling. Um, it's the Texas A&M series, Ooh. which is actually a um. It looks like that is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Actually, that's that series, yeah. But that game, the twenty ninth, is um. When the trophy will be there, the Friday night. So awesome. Well, as we
2: said on the other side of the break, uh, Tennessee Lady Vols put up a solid fight in a in a loss to the number one South Carolina Gamecocks. Considering everything that they've dealt with, all of the injuries that they've got going on, uh, Horston out, and uh, I guess Ray Burrell's been out for. Well, Ray Burrell, pro, yeah, she played. Okay. Um,
1: but um, Kian Kean Green. That's has been a, out. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Uh
2: just the fact that, that Kelly Harper's team has had to deal with all of these injuries, the fact that they were able to go on the road and I mean, yeah, it's still a double digit loss, but you don't feel so bad about it well, holding double, them. It's
1: a double digit loss to the number one team in the country, far and away. But you
2: held one. them to fifty eight points. And you gotta feel good about that. I mean, You're I'm man. sorry, sixty seven points. There we go. Yeah. Never mind.
1: You, I, you got the the men and the women's I scores. Did. Yeah.
2: Anyway, it's okay. you still feel good. I mean, fourteen point loss on the road, number one. Yes, this team is trending in the wrong direction, but it's not necessarily because of the talent level or anything else. It's just the fact that they've got a lot of players who who contributing players who aren't playing.
1: Yeah, and um, and why, you, you know, you you wonder can they get those guys or I'm sorry, those ladies. Back Horston in particular, I think they said it was a fracture slash dislocation of her elbow that she sustained, you know, trying to get a loose ball in that Alabama game. So if she can get back, you know, obviously they're, they're better off. It's it's pretty much the heart and soul of that team right now. So that'll certainly be something to watch for UT over the next few weeks. They've got to have her. Um,
2: in other girls' basketball in the high school level, big upset. Page goes down in the district eight triple or eight three A tournament semifinals. Now they'll still play in the consolation and they'll move on to the region tournament. But how bad do you feel if you are the team who has to play Paige in that region tournament?
1: Now? Yeah, I mean, you you've got the number one team in the state in tri- in three A coming into your place in a region quarterfinal matchup. I mean, that's not not what you're looking for right there. So, yeah. No, it's not. So, either they're coming to the runner-up out of 7-3-A or the champion, depending on how their consolation game tonight goes against Tullahoma. So, um, and you you would think that they're going to be going in with a chip on their shoulder because they're not playing that game out in Rutterville. Yeah, so
2: there's no question. Yeah. All right, finally a rookie wins the Daytona 500. This has been happening a lot lately. We keep talking about guys like Martin Truex Jr. who's been waiting 17 years and has never won it and all these people who, you know, all these these long droughts and then boom, Austin Cindric gets the win yesterday barely beating out uh, Bubba Wallace which that entire last lap was just fantastic. I don't know I don't know that I've ever seen A better final stage than that one. It was exactly what I expected. I told you I woke up from that nap, saw the final stage, and it was worth (laughs) it. it it. There you go. Perfect Love it when a plan comes together. A perfect Sunday evening Uh, led off by Austin Cinder. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Bubba Wallace for finishing second and and running his tail off with no help, by the way. The, uh, The closest Toyota was Kyle Busch, and he was like four spots back. Nobody... Near him on his team, can't drive though. That's what they say. Yep. <sighs> anyway, that's been Reaction Monday. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. We are going to be back tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. We will talk a little bit about the XFL because there was some news today come out about the XFL and the NFL and a partnership that they are going to uh, have together. So imagine that. Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll have some great guests. We'll have Chip Walters, as always. So come back tomorrow again, 2 o'clock, right here on Main Street Sports today. For JP and Mo, I'm Chris Jowsing. Have a great day, and we'll see you then.